Good morning, everyone. It's me, Tammy D, Tammy De La Fuente, with Rockstar Nation Podcast, and I am here at Deerbrook Forest. Woohoo! And my guests on this episode are Southwest Utility Solutions. I have Carolyn Ferguson, who is our marketing guru there, and Andrew, who is the founder and CEO. So thank you both for being with me. And then, yes, absolutely. And then I also have Laura Puente, who is our regional multi-site manager, and, and Deerbrook Forest is her site. Good so, morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> morning. So I'm so glad to have everybody. And um, the, the topic that I'm so delighted to be discussing this morning is water conservation and also efficient utility building. I mean, billing, rather. Mm-hmm. And um, Southwest Utility Solutions is really the expert in both of those. And we're going to talk about how you have combined those two things. Um, and first, I want to kind of talk to Laura about what that means to the residents, because we really want to partner with leaders like Southwest Utility because we want to give the best care to our residents. And that's really a big piece of it. So, Laura, can you talk specifically about utility billing and how it can impact negatively or positively the resident experience. Right, and I think it's a great um, idea that we par- that we have a partner that can actually explain to our residents in detail and they receive a bill stating, you know, how much the usage is. That helps a lot with um, customer service because residents are happy, right. they see that what their bills are actually going to be. We're on a flat rate here at Forest, so it really helps us um, not to do, like if there was an error, like we don't have to do so much explaining to the resident, they see it and they, they get frustrated. And sometimes at, at times um, we don't get a renewal because of that, yes, you know, residents yeah. could move out. They have to wait on the credit. They have to wait until, so it does help a lot for our residents and in customer service. And at the end of the day, who we have to make happy is our customers. Right, absolutely. And it's a breach in trust, Carolyn, wouldn't you say? Because it's like, okay, I'm using this amount, but my bill doesn't seem to reflect that. And no one can really give me uh, you know, a clear-cut, concise reason for why. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's something that Andrew and I pride ourselves on. It's the transparent element. You have to be transparent, not only with your residents, but you have to be transparent with your customers as well. If I can't help you do your job effectively, then you won't be able to communicate to your residents effectively, right? right? You know, it's a partnership, really. It's not one of those third-party vendor relationships that's very standoffish and send me an email, I'll get back to you. It's, no, I'm on the ground with you. Yes. You know, I need to work with you directly. I need to work with your residents directly. Because if they're not happy, you're not getting a renewal, which means I'm not doing my job. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. Transparency is key here, especially with any utility, right? Yes, yes. And it's it's one of those things where it's 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 a big part of their leasing experience. You know, there's no point in having an apartment without the utilities. Right. It's something that they can't opt out of. It's a core part of our service to them. So, and now I want to talk to Andrew, and I really want you to kind of share the um, origin story of your company and how you came to put um, conservation with efficient billing together. That's that's such an innovation in this space. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having us today. Um, so. We were born out of a history of doing water conservation projects. 
Uh, Houston is a great market for um, uh, for water conservation needs. We've got this water is fairly expensive here in Houston, and so it's a real uh, there's a lot of pressure both on the property owners and then convert and then sort of downstream the tenants as well to have this burden of this this expensive water that we have here in Houston and what we're yeah. seeing throughout the, the state and then also really throughout the country is water the cost of water only heads in one direction it just it only gets more and more expensive as um, as the years go by coupled with the it's becoming more, whether we like it or not, water's becoming more and more of a scarce resource. And oh, yes. So, I'm so glad that you you brought that up. Absolutely. So if we can find a way, and, and historically this is what we've done, is find a way to, to help save a scarce resource. Mm -hmm. And while I can't say that that, that was the primary um, sort of drive to get in this business in the first place, it's been something I've been most proud of, and I think Caroline would, would agree as well. Absolutely. Something we're most proud of is that at the end of the day, after all of the services are rendered and, and the bills are done and the, and, the, and the conservation effort is made, at the end of the day, there's this, this pro-Earth impact that we've had on, it, that's very tangible. We can yep. see the reduction in water used on these apartment properties, and it begins to translate, particularly on our portfolio like Rockstar, whether it's specifically here at Deerbrook Forest or it's portfolio-wide, it's translating to millions of gallons yeah. of water that's saved. That's millions of gallons of fresh water that we don't have to pull out of out of reservoirs and out of the ground. And it's also millions of gallons of sewer water that doesn't have to be treated and we don't have to then let back into our uh, waterways and into our, uh, you know, into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And so... To be able to, at the end of the day, to have that kind of impact and yet find a way to make it make financial sense to, to pursue this effort, that's what we're most proud of. Because a lot of times you find it'd be great to do to do this um, this conservation effort on whatever whatever the commodity is, but if you can't justify it financially, then it becomes really a challenge. There comes a challenge to really do it. Um, at the sort of immersive level that we do uh, water conservation at. And so we're very proud of that. One of the, so the company was, this company, Southwest Utility Solutions, was really born out of uh, our, our original company, which was Southwest Water Consultants, that just did water conservation programs. What we realized was that we were very effective at saving water and, and doing so um, sort of a financially efficient way to save water. The problem was is that we just have to maintain that effort forever. And we needed to come up with a way that we could provide water conservation and all of the benefits that come from that uh, long-term. And so one of the ideas that we had was to get into the utility billing business about um, six or seven years ago. And the idea there was that if we can marry together multiple services then we can get price points for each of those services low enough that we can then provide them for a um, forever, essentially, or for or at least for a long for a long term period of time. And so that's where we got into the billing. And once we, of course, got into the billing, we realized we didn't really like the way the industry was was doing billing. It didn't seem very satisfying to us. And we, tons of errors. A lot of errors, and one, and one reality we sort of realized going into it was, you know what, you're going to hate your billing company. Everyone does eventually. The yeah. question is, 
um, you know, how long can that billing company hang on with for you as a customer? Um, because eventually you're going to get dissatisfied. And that just seemed to be an, a industry-wide norm. Okay. And it just felt unacceptable to us. We, a, we don't want short-term relationships. We want long-term relationships with our customers. And so we wanted to find, to build a product that um, our customers would be happy with long-term. That Everyone wants the water conservation long-term. They want the, the benefits of it, the financial benefits and the environmental impact and everything. But um, we needed to, if you want that long-term benefit, we needed to find a way to provide it long-term. Mm -hmm. And so uh, providing a billing solution that we feel like is entirely unique to the industry was the way to go. And we just, we weren't afraid to give it a try. And so um, we built it and we we're constantly evolving it based upon feedback from, um, from people like you guys from Rockstar. They have been critical for us in their feedback in ways uh, to help us mold and shape this program that we have today and it's um and it might look different tomorrow it evolves constantly yep. and that's a good thing because the technologies are evolving right. in the space constantly right so i mean I, my hat's off i'm really excited about you know the gallons of water that we're saving mm -hmm. and i mean that's um, the potable water that we consume um is it's getting more and more it's just increasing and I just right. think that um, this is a nice way to give back uh, it's a nice way to reduce our footprint in that area yeah. in that space so uh, Caroline do you want to share some of the low flow technologies that are a site like Deerbrook Forest is outfitted with Absolutely. So um, when we come on a property like Deerbrook Forest, we do obviously all of our work inside um, the unit. So some of the stuff that we're looking for first, first and foremost is leaks and drips, right? So when my, my crews come through the units, that's number one, we're going to fix all of the issues that we see. And um, if something is wet, we make it our business. Um, so we're fixing all the leaks and drips for you. And it's actually amazing. If you were just to sweep through a unit and fix all of those, how much water you would save just on wow. a monthly basis, just leaks and drips, just leaks and drips alone. We're not uh, talking about even usage. Not we're even usage. We're talking about maybe tiny drips in the yep. uh, faucet, yep. tiny drips in the right. toilet. Those are the things. Absolutely. Okay. And you know, here's a great test. If you're listening and you either you own an apartment or you live in one, go to your bathroom right now and um, turn on your shower and just turn on the shower. Um, and then, so your tub should, if it's not leaking, there should be no water coming out of the bottom. If you turn on your shower and there's water coming out of the bottom, you've got a problem. That's a big leak. You can use more water, just losing water from your tub spout when you're taking a shower than anywhere else in your apartment. Just go straight to your drain. I mean, you're not even taking a bath, right? You're taking a shower. And I didn't even know that. So yeah, that go check your bathtub. <laughs> comes out of the tub spout while you have the shower head active, that's a huge that's loss. A leak. It's a leak. It's How a many huge people don't even know that. Right. Well, people think it's normal, right? I'm taking a shower. Oh, it's it's fine. Maybe just some water is being, you know, misplaced. No, that's a leak that needs to be fixed. Um, we're also going through and we're checking the faucet heads, right? So we want to make sure that we have um, efficient aerators installed. And one of the huge things, and maybe Andrew can touch on this in a second, is we don't sacrifice quality. You, um, you know, there are other conservation companies, and when they go and install aerators or maybe even shower heads. Sometimes the flow rate is sacrificed. And when you sacrifice the flow rate, you're making your resident uncomfortable. If I'm going to wash my hands and the water is so thin that my hands don't even feel wet, 
I'm upset. If I'm taking a shower and the flow rate is miserable, if it's dripping, if it's just super slow and there's no pressure behind it, I'm miserable. I don't want to take a shower. And that's something that, <laughs> and that's something that they can immediately see. And take out. And, and, and yeah, and they also, that's a question that they return to the leasing center about. Yep. Hey, Laura. Hey, Miriam. You know, I'm getting droplets out of my sink. Yeah. But yet I have this huge bill. Right. It's right. like, where What's is this happening? coming from? It's a 30 minute shower versus a 15 minute shower. <laughs> well, right. And they take longer showers because they're not getting the pressure that, you know, that they could be getting. And so it ends up being counterproductive. So one of the ways that we combat that is we make sure that the conservation grade pieces we're installing have excellent flow rates. They're low, but the water is distributed in a way that it's comfortable for the resident. The pressure behind the shower heads is still great. You're taking an awesome shower. I've got one of our shower heads installed in my house and I use it and I am 100% satisfied every single time. The pressure is phenomenal. Um, so we're looking at aerators. We're fixing all those issues in the tub if there are any. We're replacing new shower heads. And we also, there's a massive effort with the toilet. You're using your restroom and your toilet is running throughout the day that's a loss of water. So we're rebuilding the internal components of the toilets as well, making sure that they're fitted with the most recent technology. So um, just brand new components all the way through and that they're the, there's flappers in your toilet. If you can imagine, toilets are kind of a complex thing. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. If you it's ever, not what people think. <laughs> right, it's not just a porcelain tub. It's, it's like a, a well-oiled machine in there. But I don't advise this, but if you're curious and you wanna take the lid off your toilet, flush it with the lid off. See how quickly your water is going out and refilling. Timing is a huge component with conservation as well. Anyway, so we're rebuilding the internal components of the toilet, making sure that there are no leaks and drips in the unit. And it's amazing how much water we can save really on a monthly basis from that effort. It's and those are low cost retrofits. Yep. That really marry, as Andrew said, very nicely with the efficiency in billing. Right. So, I mean, it's it's from a lose, lose, lose to a win, win, win. Yep. So, Andrew, what are some of the um, innovations that you're seeing in terms of products? And can you tell us, like, what's on the horizon uh, for water conservation and utility billing solutions. Well, there's always a new mousetrap, right? That's coming, that's coming <laughs> and so a lot of times, and we're, we're a big buyer, we buy a lot of equipment. And so we receive uh, samples of a lot of equipment from that just are coming in from, uh, you know, guys that feel like they've built the next big mousetrap. And so we, what we have to be sensitive to is we are dealing you know, our, our, our bread and butter is Rockstar. This is who we want to be partners with and who we want to, to, um, to have as our clients. And these particular properties, um, which are typically older construction properties, they need to be able to perform at a certain level. Yes, um, thank you for and that. <laughs> so it is important that even if, you know, the next greatest and latest uh, device comes down the road for us to try out, it has to survive in the environments that we want to put them in. And we want them, uh, of course, here, you know, on a rockstar property, which means I need to be able to, if I want long-term results, I need to have a piece of equipment that will last long-term. Yes. If I've got to keep replacing it because it's failing or breaking or clogging or whatever, whatever its potential issue is, then I've defeated the purpose. I've made the resident upset. I've created additional work for on-site maintenance staff. 
And at the end of the day, we haven't achieved our goal, which is we've got to reduce the cost or the reduce the amount of water being used, mm -hmm. reduce the, the cost of water to the property, and to have this um, sort of um, you know pleasant experience that the resident and the property you know it uh, would feel all the while. And yeah. so we are very purposeful about the equipment that we choose to use. We're always testing. A lot of uh, new equipment, new shower heads, new um, components to toilets, new whole new toilets actually is something we do a lot of testing for. Looking for equipment that achieves the results we need, but achieves them in an environment that we want to have them in for a period of time that, that fits our horizon. Which I'm is so glad you said that because it's really easy in this space to get tied up into, oh, well, that's a lead approved product right. or, you know, that, but that may not work for a site right. like this one, sure. you know, so I'm just delighted that it's, a, you, you know, what you offer is something that any owner or portfolio can take advantage of, you know, not just the ones that may be lead approved sites right. or lead gold and lead silver. Um, but any owner or any portfolio can work with you guys to kind of have some low cost retrofits to bring water use down. Yeah. And that's really what we need in the final analysis. That's what reduces tonnage and gallons of water. Right. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And, yeah. um, and the proof is, very much in the pudding, so to speak, and that if the consumption on a property doesn't drop or stays sort of uh, a normal, stays flat, yeah. exactly, then it didn't work. And whether it's um, a lack of effort, whether it's inexperienced effort or uh, wrong equipment mm -hmm. or ineffective equipment, um, you know, those things have to be worked out. And so what we've just come to the realization of is that every property behaves differently. And in fact, you, uh, buildings and even units, but more real, realistically, buildings within the same property also behave differently. And if flow rate, if if Caroline touched on it a, a moment ago, if if water incoming water pressures uh, differ greatly even between buildings, that requires different equipment. Mm -hmm. And so to just show up with you know two hundred uh, conservation devices for two hundred units, uh, all the same. Is it's just it's not going to we're, we're going to we're going to you know if we just show up with a generic amount of equipment for a generic purpose then we're not going to get the, the potential savings that we potentially could and um, and we're we're also maybe not um, installing as efficiently um, as 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 we possibly can and when you need this stuff to work this effort to work long term it's worth the additional investment, you know, the day one investment. It's worth it. I want this equipment to be thriving, you know, three years from now, yes. uh, four years from now. And and because I want the, the solution that it creates to be in place three years from now, four years from now, five plus years from now, that is a balance of, of essentially what our new program addresses, which is um, this equipment that is specifically curtailed to each property and each building within each property curtailed with this sort of long-term effort of monitoring that equipment, returning to the property continually to continue to maintain the, the new equipment, but also to continue to, to repair and replace equipment as necessary. And if we want these savings that we're able to create, these hundreds of thousands of gallons here at Yearbook Forest that we get every single month, if we want that 
tomorrow, then we have to be prepared to, to work for it for tomorrow as well. And yes. that's, that's kind of the program we've built. And that is just, like we mentioned, a win-win-win. And Laura can confirm that every building has a different maintenance history yeah. when you manage a community, wouldn't you agree? Right. Uh, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, um, I think, like you said, it's a win-win. Customers are happy. They get a bill. There's no surprises. Office staff is happy. There's no corrections. And owners are happy. <laughs> Billing specialist right. almost with years of knowledge about usage and yeah. you know which is not their area of expertise. Right, you would yeah. think the industry would wisen up to that reality, but yes. at the end of the day, uh, the industry is made up of very large billing companies that um, that you know view every property as just a, an ID number, and every right. resident is almost uh, they're almost blind to the individual unit. And they think more in terms of properties and collective portfolios of properties and how fast and efficient can we get the billing out the door. But the reality is, is that it's made up the, the, the data that is used, the, the water bills that come through, there's a human element to all of it. And whether we love it or not, the human element is prone to making errors. And so if we don't, if we don't take a moment to, to, examine the data before we just assume that it's all all correct, all yeah. correct and in good shape, then we're just going to simply pass that error along ultimately to the resident. And no one gets more upset than the resident and then the manager that has to then deal with that resident over what is an error that was potentially correctable. Mm -hmm. And what we've decided, the, the philosophy we wanted to have at Southwest Utility Solutions was it just doesn't matter where the error comes from. We don't care if it's well, I mean, we do care, obviously, if it's our error, but yeah. the point is, I don't, turn, yeah, yeah. I don't turn a blind eye to data that's not my own. I, we wrap our arms around all of the data, all of the components that are necessary to do billing, and we treat it as if it's our own. We take responsibility for it. So when we we present the a pre-bill or, or data to a manager for her or his approval, I want to have looked at it in such a way that we will have, have tried to identify potential errors, mm -hmm. real errors and potential errors, and, and and help the manager guide them to, look, this is where we think the errors are. It doesn't matter if it's my data or her data or the property's data or the city of, of whatever the utility Humble. company is yeah. in this situation. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter the source of the error. The point is it has to be fixed. And so what we do is we spend a lot of our time in the office during our billing cycle looking for and, and data mining is kind of a term that gets thrown around uh, mining through the data looking for errors and potential errors and then and then presenting not on a property like this uh, like at Deerbrook Forest where it's you know 150 ish units and I don't remember exactly how many it's just way too many points of data to us to for, for us at least to pass on to the manager to say, here's 152 units and here are all the charge components of each and every unit. Okay, now you tell me if you think you see any errors, we're gonna move on to the next property. No, the manager can't do that. That's not, yeah, it's they not won't. her job. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then we really appreciate that because it really does help. If we catch an error, we send it to y'all so that y'all can correct it. So when the resident receives the bill, it's correct. Yes. Right. Yes. So there's where we're working together 
to so that we won't have any issues with the residents and, and no complaints so and unhappy residents. Yeah, it's so proactive because really when you're your leasing team, there's just a limit to what they're gonna know about it. And a lot of times they have to field those inquiries sure. and they really right. just, they don't know. Right. So I wanna talk to you, Caroline, uh, just briefly about what you see when you do an audit on site. Cause I think, you know, we've talked in the past that, yeah. you know, you do come on site just to do free audits. And we do. the number of inefficiencies is pretty high up there. Just give us some trends. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Tammy mentioned something kind of cool that we do. I'll explain on that for about 15 seconds, I guess. We do offer free audits. So um, if you've got a property that think might be an excellent candidate for a water conservation program, um, reach out to us. We are visiting properties all the time and I'll, I'm happy to do a walkthrough for you to show you, yeah, this is the potential here with the conservation program implemented. So that's what that audit program is. And when I do conduct them, yeah, there are some trends, some scary trends actually. <laughs> and that's never a good thing. Um, <laughs> But we, there, we call them growth opportunities. Growth opportunities. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Quite a few growth opportunities. Um, and, you know, to go back, you know, the component that makes this unique is that I'm not just looking in the unit. I'm looking at your billing program, too, because you can't have one without the other. Like, you're going to build one audit. So you don't come and do you do right. it at the same time. It's all time. at the same time. It's exactly. a global look. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, you're billing, most properties are billing water to the residents. So I need to see what you're billing, how you're billing it, what does your property bill look like in addition to, okay, what are the pieces in the units? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed that's really alarming is the period of time as far as the service read period for the water bill that's being passed through to the resident. Um, so when I walk onto a property and after I do my site survey in the unit, I'm sitting down with the manager and I'm saying, okay, well, what bill is your resident receiving? If I have a service, and this is normally what I find, if I, this property is receiving a water bill that's dated 414 to 615, or 515, okay? So that's that's a normal a range. Month, right, about a month. Days. Normally what I'm seeing is that resident's not getting billed until August 1st. Wow. Yeah, so that property is two months in arrears. Right. So that property, it, it doesn't matter if we do a conservation program day one. Your resident is still going to receive a bill that is unaffected the following month because you're so far behind. There's a massive lack of efficiency there in collecting the most recent bill, making sure that your resident is being billed proactively almost. Mm -hmm. I receive a bill that the end read period date is 515. It's out 61. Your as resident's close getting to it. real time right. as possible. <laughs> right. And as Andrew was mentioning, you know, these huge billing companies, that there there's too much to worry about that kind of thing. We're in this very unique position where, you know, no, that matters. That's a month of revenue on the table for the property owner. And mm -hmm. your resident will appreciate not receiving, you know, two months combined of their water bill on a final bill. That they have to pay. <laughs> you know, they have to right. come up with that money. That's a lot. I mean, right. you know, everybody's juggling Absolutely. Uh, expenses. There's a human quality to <laughs> yes. it, right? And we, yeah. we make it our problem. As far as in the unit trends that I see is, it's the toilet. And I don't like talking about I toilets. I thought you were going to say the kitchen sink. No, well, aerators are always a problem, right? We want to make sure that good ones are installed. But the toilets are so fanatical. Sometimes <laughs> I go in a unit and it's just, I think it's been running for 24 hours. I'm like, my God. And there's water coming out of the tub of it. I'm like, has nobody addressed this problem? It's like, well, we don't go in that unit. What do you mean you don't go in that unit? 
Um, so, uh, well, you need to start. <laughs> you need to start going in that unit. Uh, so toilets are always super fun. I never, I never know what I'm going to find when I open up a lid on a toilet. I'm like, is there something living inside of here? Is there water exploding? What's the status of the flapper? Yeah, exactly. Is there a flapper? <laughs> it's always a fun time. Um, and then that, and this isn't necessarily a problem. It's just something funny. I never know what kind of shower head I'm going to see. So on one property, if I walk, I normally walk in a few units. I walk in one unit. Sometimes I see a shower head that's literally two times the size of my head. And I'm like, what are you trying to achieve here? <laughs> well, our residents really like it. It's like a waterfall. I'm like, do they really like it? Is it really that great? Is it really like a waterfall? And then I go in another unit, and it's it's no bigger than the palm of my hand. Like, it's an itty-bitty little shower like head. ping-pong yeah. ball. I'm like, this is a hose. <laughs> this is a hose. This is not a shower head. Yeah. Anyway, it's just so funny. And each property tells their own story, right? You have to approach it that way. Biggest things, though, are I want to make sure that toilet is effective. I okay. want to make sure there's no, what is that, uh, no waterfalls in your shower. Okay. <laughs> that's a problem. And that's I, for your vacation. Exactly. Not that, for everyday shower. That's not for apartment living. <laughs> and I want to make sure that your property is as current as possible with the water bill being used. Because if you're not, then there's a month of revenue on the table. And not only that, but your residents don't want to play catch up. That's no fun. So let's get current. Yes. So yes. major takeaways, uh, listeners, um, just remember you can make a difference with uh, your water usage. Um, we're delighted to be in partnership with Southwest Utility Solutions and Deerbrook Forest has saved a lot of water. Do y'all, can y'all give us just like a range of what we say? That's exciting so, data. Data point. So here at Deerbrook Forest, uh, 152 units, we save on average each month uh, more than a quarter million gallons of water. A month. Bam! A month. Let's repeat that. A quarter of a million gallons of potable, drinkable water saved per month. Mm -hmm. And this is one site in our portfolio. Yep. Millions a month for Rockstar and gallons saved. Wow. That's gallons purchased. That's gallons of water that then have to be treated in the sewer system. Um, it's it's a it's a real tangible environmental impact here. Yeah. And I really don't think that we could end on a better note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you both for being with thank me you today. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, yes, we are delighted that you guys are our partners, and uh, that's all for now. Until next time, um, this has been Tammy De La Fuente with Rockstar Nation Podcast. And thanks for joining me. Stay Bye. tuned. Yes, stay tuned. <laughs> okay, have a great week, guys. Bye.